the Spark It Up podcast brought to you by Chris and Forrest. What's up, guys? <laughs> what's what's going on, Chris? Not too much. How you been? I've been good. I've been feeling good. We were just talking about, uh, before we started this, about van conversions. And um, right now I actually have a friend who's staying over with his girlfriend and he's been here for six days staying in my van the whole time oh really yeah it's like a guest suite yeah it's cool it felt like an airbnb especially like him coming out kicked me in the ass to do all these conversions a bit quicker Mm -hmm. um so that was really cool nice yeah so especially in the heat too with that for the vent yeah 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 especially in the summer it's kicking up some heat you were telling me a little while ago that you were like doing some tattoo stuff out of your van oh dude that's been cool yeah 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 so i did a few when i came out here i think i did one in utah for a trade of like the guy just had a bunch of rum and weed that he was kind of like constantly gifting me and sharing Uh with me right and that was very nice and um especially with some places you don't leave your camp for like four days Mm -hmm. because you just stay there and climb and it's yeah a little bit far to get get elsewhere and so as a trade, he, you know, he kept talking about tattoos. He had all these tattoos, so did a pretty cool little um, free-handed arrow on his leg the one day, and then we shaded it, I think, three or four days later. And uh, that was the first time I ever tattooed in the van. But that was really cool. And then since then, the other day, I did an ear tattoo hmm. with a couple dots, and that was really cool. Hmm. Just kind of like around the lobe in the back. And then one line going out from the inside, which I've always wanted to do. How do you learn how to do that? Like, I guess it's like called stick and poke, right? Is yeah. what you're doing? How, how yeah. did you learn that? Um, so one of my uh, closest friends who's tattooed me now for two or three years, um, honestly, one day, I think just like was going to give me a stick and poke tattoo just to show me. Mm. And then right away it was like, oh, yeah, I'll give you needles and ink and you can learn it on yourself. And then you could tattoo this same thing on me. Mm. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. Um, and I think the incentive was kind of like, if you have this many tattoos, you should maybe know how to like put it in your skin or like, you know, I'd shown him some drawings and I'm just obviously really fascinated by the process. And so that mm-hmm. curiosity is kind of, you know, constantly within our sessions. Mm-hmm. So he's always breaking things down. This is the needle. This is the type of ink I'm using. This is why I'm tattooing from this position and I'm holding mm. it in this way. And um, so, yeah, always been really interested. But then he gave me my first needles and a bottle of ink and all the sanitary stuff you need to make it legit and make sure you're infection free. And yeah, did a couple, but I didn't think I'd start to do it for money in that sense. You know, like trading things for it is cool. Yeah. But the longer, you know, the bigger the pieces, it takes me like, you know, I tattooed one guy in the van for 14 hours. <laughs> Straight? Or no, 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 no. no. <laughs> that been I hell. wish. <laughs> yeah. No, imagine. Yeah. It would have been worse for him. It goes by quick for me because I feel like I'm just kind of locked into it. You just get in the zone sort of? Yeah. You go cross-eyed a little bit. Uh-huh. Yeah. So why did you, like you started, when did you start getting tattoos yourself? My first tattoo I got it when I was 17. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Is that something you always wanted to do? Because you're, like, fully tatted up now. Is tattoos something you were always interested in, or did something spark that? Um, you know what? I wasn't always interested in tattoos, I don't think. Mm. In fact, like, it's... E- <laughs> it sounds bad to say. 
but I'm fully tattooed, so I can probably say it. Sometimes it like it looked kind of dirty, from oh, yeah? like a perspective of, you know, dirty. I think done in the right way, it looks cool. Uh huh. Um, and I obviously love tattoos now, but as a kid, I was never like, oh, I need that. That was like very bold to me as a kid. Hmm. I think it's once I started hanging out with people who had tattoos, and my oldest sister always had people around who had tattoos, and she started getting lots of tattoos. Mm -hmm. I remember not liking her first tattoos. Mm -hmm. It was like edgy. It was cool. But then eventually she'd get, you know, remember she got this piece on her side. There was a huge snake coming out of these beautiful colored flowers. Oh, yeah. And it was just like, wow, man, that's that's a piece of art that's really well done. That's beautiful. And it like, you know, it very much suited kind of what was going on in her life and why she kind of wanted that at the time and just her vibe overall and i remember going like oh that's freaking crazy right but that was you know that's not a three-hour tattoo that was like a full crazy side piece you know mm -hmm. and then somehow i wind up more tattooed than like anyone in my family <laughs> and i'm the youngest you know <laughs> but i'm kind of a lost cause in that sense i think they've um they've just given up you know yeah like, you're just gonna do what you kind of want yeah, it's tough, man. Like, my grandparents, they, they have a really hard time with it. Do they? Oh, yeah. Like, ah. for sure, I've gotten, like, not nice. But they love me for it anyway. Huh. It's nothing more than now just, like, a joke in the banter. Yeah. Of, like, well, too bad you did that. <laughs> you know? But it's funny that guys get less slack I've seen than girls. If right. girls one or two tattoos, no one says anything. Uh-huh. For girls fully tattooed, it's like, oh, she, but she was really beautiful. Mm. And when guys are fully tattooed, you never hear, oh, but he was so handsome. It's just kind of like, well, fuck, he's fully tattooed, you know? <laughs> right. Like, well, you went for it, uh -huh, right? Uh -huh. And so even when people sometimes ask, tell me, like, oh, that's great, mm -hmm. that's that that makes me happy, mm -hmm. that's nice that they're stoked on that. But it's like, if you're wearing them on your body for your rest of your life, mm -hmm. like, you have to think they're great, and that's the bottom line. Yeah, of course. So people coming up to be like, that's great, that's awesome. Uh-huh. But, you, you know, this is for me. And that sounds selfish, but because sometimes it's just small talk. How mm -hmm. many times have I heard I like that? Mm -hmm. I don't know what to say after a chunk of times. Mm -hmm. It'd be sweet if someone's like, I hate that. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be real honest with you. You know, like there was this old lady and we were at the corner of the street and she was honestly at like my hip, dude. Uh -huh. And, um, you know, she's looking at my feet. And then she kind of looks at me real quick. She looks back on my feet and she was looking at the rose I have on my foot right uh -huh. here. Yeah. And um, I looked at my friend, like, curious to, th you know, in my head, I'm going, oh, this is funny that she's repulsed by me. Eh? Like, how bad am I standing here? And then he looks at me, and then we both look at her. She looks up and goes, that rose is so beautiful. <laughs> and I was so shocked. I was like, That's see, cool. man, they break the stereotype. Yeah, a nice little surprise. Yeah, we're all just hanging out. That's awesome. Yeah, and that one I actually got, um, it's one of the only matching tattoos I have. I don't have it the exact same, but my sister had this beautiful rose with a diamond mm. in it. <laughs> and uh have you ever been to uh like a country or like in a immersed in a culture that uh you know there's lots of cultures out there that are that think a lot differently about tattoos than we do mm. like even like older people mm -hmm. might think have a more traditional kind of outlook on tattoos mm -hmm. but in some cultures it's like associate like very deeply associated with gang culture and stuff oh yeah like big time you can't you have to cover up your tattoos if you go into spas and like Big time. things like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is what... Man, I just go on tangents. But this is what also influences, I think, um, tattoo styles as well. Like you look yeah. at Japanese bodysuits, why they're cut off very distinctively, distinctly at that collarbone. Right. And at the... Like this is kind of like not... 
not quite at the end of my thing. So they can always be covered up. Yeah. They have to be. Yeah. Yeah. And because that's, um, you know, people would get giant Japanese bodysuits depicting all these different types of legends mm-hmm. and all these different types of symbolism that meant certain things. That was that was you were wearing your Komodo like that. Right. And that's what that was, you know. And that's you're totally right. Those guys were not welcomed in spas. They were often, mm-hmm. you know, yeah typecasted as like bad people or gang members because oftentimes yeah you can associate it with like even here in the west back in the day unless you knew someone maybe you were a part of a tattoo club mm-hmm. <laughs> or you yeah you didn't get tattoos like people yeah it was less know. about the art of, of it now like it's, it's kind of developed into like a whole art form of its own yeah it's just wild how um open it's become in the sense that i go to some places now and i make jokes um, with people behind the cash because if I see everyone working behind there who has tattoos I just go like oh so you have to you like for sure have to have tattoos to work here because like, <laughs> that's part of the you know yeah. job description like yeah. for sure that's an appeal like, you guys all are covered in tattoos yeah and that feels cool you know because uh-huh. I don't so much care about people going like oh you know those are the you know your own generation is going to be fully tattooed they're going to be your bosses anyway or whatever like this mm. is the generate it's more just hey, we should not judge people for the body modification things they want to do. If it's their body and they want to do something because it means something to them, mm-hmm. shouldn't be stopping them, you know? There's far crazier stuff. People are, you know, putting horn implants in their heads and yeah. taking out chunks of their face with huge, you know? <laughs> it's yeah. like, the, and some of these things are super primitive. Right. Some tribes have been doing that forever. Yeah. Who the fuck knows why? Mm-hmm. Like, wh- why would you... Sh- stretch your lip out like that or your ears or i have no idea get tattoos <laughs> why would you do any of that <laughs> right yeah why would you do any of it yeah you know well i, I only know about the, like the maori that's the only thing i know What's about that? tattoos it's like they tattooed their tongues and their faces to like show um to like be more threatening against their enemies oh, and stuff word. really tribal like warfare word like strategy sort of thing oh yeah that's yeah. pretty intense man mm-hmm. yeah um but I don't know about any of that other stuff, about why. I don't know, either. I know a lot more about certain styles. Yeah. You know, like traditionally a lot of times you got tattooed. And it was like, okay, I'm going to tattoo like your role in our community. Mm. This is what that means. Oh, yeah. I'm going to tattoo like your, you know, your tribe name or like your given name. Right. Or like I'm going to give you a badge for what you're doing right now. It's this line with three dots, you know. Yeah. And so it's cool seeing the amount of methods, right? So I think the most famous is probably... Um, obviously being tattooed with a machine Mm -hmm. and then hand poke Mm -hmm. and then there's different variations of hand poke Mm -hmm. and different tools and methods right but um people have to stop calling them tattoo guns because they're machines and not guns (laughs) but that's about (laughs) it you know like people like so yeah you do it here stick and poke eh? you don't use no gun (laughs) it's like (laughs) no (laughs) use a gun Um, but yeah i get i guess it's sort of shaped like one maybe Mm. yeah so how do you decide on what you want? Like, how, what what's your initial, like, phase, like, design kind of where? And, like, you just think of something or you see something that kind of sparks some inspiration to get a tattoo done or what? Yeah, I don't know. The last three, four years, I've only been tattooed. Well, that's not true. Um, it's hard, man. Like, um, like bigger pieces for sure. Like, my back's probably going to take, like in the hundreds of hours yeah it's probably halfway there Mm -hmm. in terms of like 
there's maybe 50 hours worked on my back so far mm-hmm. and that's just like oh we may, might have half <laughs> you know <laughs> like um but if you know my what my closest friend nick leonard is a tattoo artist who um was working out of Ottawa for the better part of his career. And now he's in the UK and he goes back and forth to Mexico mm-hmm. and he's my dear friend. And so now it makes it interesting that to go see him because I want to see him and his family. Anyway, we're very close. He's one of my closest friends for a long time. Mm-hmm. We live close to each other in Ottawa. And um, now it's kind of great that it's also like, well, that's also when I get to work on my back if he's willing to. Right. And, um, it's a nice thing to kind of bring you guys together. Another y- another reason. Yeah, big time. And it, and and in a way, you know, we had a very very kind, very wonderful guy who um, we look up to a lot in a in a bunch of ways. And he's um, definitely been a mentor to me. And then I'm able to help him in a lot of ways with a lot of things. Like I watched his kids for a while. Mm. You know what I mean? While it was mm-hmm. just like hectic work schedules. Right. It was like, oh, I'll take a day off work to mm-hmm. do that. And then it's like, oh, well, I'll tattoo your whole back for free. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, well, okay. <laughs> right? So when you ask kind of like, how do you decide? How do you whatever? Yeah. Let's say my back piece, for example, it's uh, a matter of going, hey, I'd like love to do my my back one day. Like, I'm, you know, I'm showing him this crazy torus of energy that I just think fits like a back so well. Right. And then like, oh, maybe we drop this pattern behind it or whatever. And I'm talking mm. shit. Mm-hmm. And then six months later, he goes like, hey, balls in your court. Mm. Maybe your back piece. Right. Whoa. Yeah. 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 So, so it's th- like an initial little yeah. little idea. And then yeah. there's an opportunity. Big time. And yeah. most tattoos should be like that. And yeah. some people don't like that. That's the process. Right. Hey, I went in with this and someone told me uh, that's like going into. Fuck, man. That's like going into <laughs> a mechanic or a car dealership <laughs> with like 40 different car parts to make a car that's supposed to be like, hey, I want this model of car. Here's right. a bunch of random parts that I brought. That's my reference. Yeah. You mash it together? <laughs> nah, that's not how it works. I got a certain eye. Right. Let me make it fit on your body and I might have to tweak it a bit and the style's kind of, you know. Hmm. But there is something to be said about like, hey, I want a portrait of Marilyn Monroe, Monroe or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's going to be Marilyn Monroe. It's going to do it. That's it. But um, when you're doing bigger ideas like that too, Mm-hmm. it's kind of like i give you the a lot of moving parts right? yeah well i gave yeah. you the main thing and then run free with it you know right but um all to say i've focused on big projects for the past um three or four years like my left arm and hand and then back have been probably what i've tattooed the most and then i've been practicing on myself a chunk <laughs> so nice. that's probably the m- most recent i've been tattooed but it's been cool to do it on other people mm-hmm and it's nerve-wracking because I take it very serious. <laughs> and uh, I really like doing it. And uh, um, I kind of just take the ones that I'm, like, really hyped on. Yeah. Because otherwise it's an investment. Like, I tattooed this guy from the U.K. who came down. Yeah. And he was referenced by one of his friends who just said, hey, my friend does tattoos because he was talking about tattoos. He messaged me. We did a consult, had a coffee. You know. Yeah. I drew him up a thing. He liked it. We tweaked it a bunch. And then we did, within a week, we tattooed 13, 14 hours. And, yeah. um really really fun it was a cool piece because it was like he came here and he loved the island he wanted to remember it and there was a bunch of little symbols in it he needed tucked in mm. and so it was cool because i could share that with him a little bit we we're both kind of travelers to here but he had to go back and i get to stay mm-hmm. so we did a cool sea to summit tattoo with this little backwards cross and a tree coming out of it with a mountain and a cool it was really cool and um i was really excited about that 
and I forgot what I was going to say and I had something else to say. <laughs> you from Ottawa originally or yeah. around there? Yeah, I'm like from a Cornwall, Ontario. Cornwall. Yeah. 40, it's not, is 40, it a city or town? 49,000 people. Okay. Let's say it's a city. Yeah. It's like the biggest place in between Montreal and Ottawa. Okay. Exactly an hour, like scarily an hour in between. Really? Yeah, like, huh. oh, cool. So if I go an hour in either way, doing 100 kilometers <laughs> an hour, it's like, and we're here. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. And there's a bunch of nice little places in between, but it's right on the river uh, across from the Adirondack Mountains in upper New York. And so it's really nice. It's cool that it's diverse in that sense. You drive one hour, you're in Montreal, one mm-hmm. hour, in Ottawa. What was it like growing up there? It's great, man. I lived in the yeah. country. Yeah. It was cool. And then I lived not so in the country, just kind of like in the outskirts of the city of cornwall Mm. it's not a big city Mm -hmm. i went to school i biked to school on the same road that i live pretty much and then i went to middle school down the road up like 15 blocks oh yeah and then i went to high school beside that school oh yeah that's when i realized it's like nah it's a small town yeah (laughs) you know i go back down i'm like that's my one school yeah yeah you can point everything out yeah yeah but it's great it was really awesome and uh what really made it like obviously I just had a, I feel like I'm very blessed in a lot of ways. It's just a, you know, so I just had a good life. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously you go through shit, <laughs> but it makes it more interesting and you sort it out and you you grow and you learn from it and get better from it, right? Yeah. And um, what really made it for me, I think, was meeting people like my friend who's staying in my van right now, who started going like, "Hey, let's like go to the Adirondacks. They're just across the water." Right. Go do like a bunch of climbs and ice climbs and mountain climbing and rock climbing and even just camping yeah. and doing hikes and stuff. And then discovering all these hidden gems and, you know, like I lived in Gatineau for three years, mm-hmm. and then I'd work out of Ottawa because it was very close. Yeah. And um, Gatineau is cheaper and closer to the mountains. So I'd go to the park all the time. You learn all these cool spots. And, um, yeah, I think that's when you really, like, go, oh, this is a great place, mm-hmm. you know. Because, obviously, BC is beautiful. Huge trees and just ocean everywhere and big mountains is, is wonderful. Yeah. But um, that's still where I grew up. Yeah. So that's still, like, it's my family's there. Mm-hmm. You know, there's the balance of just doing these things and coming to travel and then go, oh, I'm going to live here now. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I'm still far enough from home. And there's a lot of great stuff that you can do back there because that's you know but it kind of took looking for those spots a bit more right you know a lot of people talk shit they're like well it's fucking just ontario it's like there's a lot of cool rock climbing crags if that's what you're into Mm -hmm. there's a lot of cool paddling if that's what you're into you can find trail biking there if that's what you're into just you gotta you know it's like anywhere Mm -hmm. yeah it's cool that you met the right people to kind of do that with i think that's so important and like underrated Mm -hmm. is actually like the people around where you live is actually like just as important as those activities that you can do or or, like your interests. Oh yeah. If you're in a place that's got all these gems and you can't tap into them because it's tougher to do alone, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not really an, you know, an excuse. You still got to get out and go do things. But yeah, out here I'd rather have like a hiking buddy too, you know, get (laughs) mauled alive, just wandering off in the middle (laughs) of nowhere alone, you know? Yeah, definitely. Always makes it funner if shit goes down, you're with someone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, but it's cool. I got to take <coughs> him around the island, too, and explore a lot, and that's been cool the past few days. Nice. Yeah, so I got to take off and been doing all the stuff, so today's going to be just, like, a pretty relaxed day. Yeah. Yeah. You went, I saw you were doing some, uh, looked like, um, old growth forest trails, sort of. Yeah, we what went. What was that, bridge somewhere? Yeah, we went. That was at uh, in between China Beach and Mystic, just on that oh small yeah. little section. Yeah. Then we cruised up 
Doug, who went to Phillips a bunch because Phillips is the best. Mm-hmm. Overdid it there one night. Went up four dollar beers, man. Yeah. And then we went up to the Breakwater the other night, and uh-huh. they uh, downstairs in the tasting room. Have you ever been there? No. It's four dollar ten ounce beers as well. It's just it's a really cool vibe. Nice. Like indoor little fireplaces, but kind of like outdoor vibe on the water because they got these plexiglass roofs on top, and mm-hmm. yeah, it was really cool. Just kind of cruising around. When did you start smoking weed? Shit, was that like a thing saying. that people did back in like Cornwall and stuff? Oh yeah, yeah. there's a lot of weed in Cornwall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think it's a thing people pretty much do everywhere, everywhere until yeah. you real you don't realize it. Like in my world, I remember people being like, "Hey, I'm gonna have a cigarette," and I'd be like, "That's cool," and they would smoke it, and it was weed, but I didn't know have a reference point to weed. Right. So I go strong cigarettes, you know? Yeah. <laughs> seriously and really? then eventually you'd go oh right my sister's boyfriend and all these people and this guy and like always just smoking weed right oh fuck i'm smoking like i'm smoking weed everyone just smokes it right but um no i don't know still small enough town like it wasn't i don't know mm-hmm. still seem as a bad thing in ontario for mm-hmm. sure mm-hmm. yeah i don't think it's like a Still has a stigma a little bit. Yeah, like I've been arrested for having, you know, have just you? standing. Yeah, just, well, I, I was a kid, so they dropped the charges, but uh-huh. suspended me for it. The cops were like, we either take him in <laughs> and give him a record, or uh, you deal with them. You got to do it. Man, and a record uh, for weed. That'd be so stupid. People in the States still have them. They're oh, still yeah. paying charges when they just decriminalize it. Well, it's uh, yeah, it's only provincially, or state statewide laws, I guess. Just silly, man. Yeah. But yeah, how silly, man. I was just in a group of people standing there. And it was the one day I wasn't smoking weed. Oh, yeah? And I was just standing there waiting with them. I was like, oh, I want to go eat. They're like, just one more sec. They're just smoking a bowl. Uh-huh. Guy came out. It was super dramatic. <laughs> like, scary and dramatic, man. Yeah? Yeah, it was threatening. Damn. For no reason. Uh-huh. But I get it. It's a bunch of, like, 16-year-olds who don't realize they're in, like, man bodies. Mm-hmm. They're all standing there, and then he comes around like, any of these moves, I'll drop you. Yeah. That's what he said, man. That's like, whoa, dude. We're smoking a bowl in the <laughs> winter right now, and we're all in running shoes in the snow. Yeah. What do you think we're going to do? <laughs> and they called three cars and had us all fucking searched in winter and put us in cars, dude. Whoa. And then when they called my mom, they said, here's the phone, Chris. Tell her what you did. <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, oh, this will be tough. Yeah, my mom, you don't think she fucking knows me? Yeah. Hi, mom, I got uh, in trouble today for smoking weed. I was just in a group of people, and I wasn't even smoking, but the cops came around, and uh, now we're at school, and I got to call you about it. Oh, that's too bad. Okay, am I going to see you home for supper? I swear to God. And, like, no, like having no satisfaction <laughs> come about on his face, Yeah, that made me happy. That's, that's, like, that's my stuff. mom, man. Yeah. She knows I smoke a little bit, a bit of weed, you know? But... <laughs> What about you? When did you start smoking weed? I hope you guys are enjoying this episode. And before we get back into it, I just wanted to quickly let you know that if you wanted to support this show, you can do so by clicking the links in the description or the show notes. If you are an Amazon shopper, there's an Amazon link in there. You click that before you just do your normal shopping on Amazon and we get a small kickback and that goes a long way to support this show. If you're on Patreon, you can support us there. And 
you can find merchandise at Teespring. So uh, click the Teespring uh, link down below and uh, go get some Be Different merch and some Different Media merch. Uh, different Media is the company that produces this podcast, and you can find them in the links below as well and go check out the movies and films that they're working on. So thank you guys so much for your support, and back to this episode. I'd say 17. It was probably... Mm-hmm. I tried it first time when I was like 13. See, that's young. I wasn't, I was like scared. Yeah. 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 To I had me, these, that's young. Dude, I had these weird things. Like, there's all those kind of pivotal, like, things that you do, like, growing up. And I was like, I had like certain ages I wanted to be when I did them. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes it would work and sometimes it'd be way earlier or later. But yeah, if, would, you, if you want to be a cool 13 year old, that's when you. Sm- start smoking weed or try it at least dude i was just convinced by my girlfriend at the time like she was like into it she's badass yeah (laughs) (laughs) and i was like i was like really against it at first and then i was like okay let's just try it so we like smoked out of this pipe and like i just i looking back i probably smoked like three grams (laughs) and i didn't get high dude. oh yeah the first time same yeah yeah it doesn't affect you eh? yeah didn't at all yeah, some people say they do, I think. Yeah, some yeah. people do. Yeah. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, looking back, I was like, oh, I should have been, like, way, like, super, super high. Oh, yeah, like, now if I did that, yeah. I'd be right. <laughs> Done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, that's funny. So, and then I, I didn't smoke weed for, like, two years or something. And then probably, like, 15, 16, I started smoking weed, like, every day. Mm-hmm. And was super into it. And then when I was 17... I had like a time where it gave me like a massive panic attack mm. and also like gave me this awareness about what it was going on around me it that kept, was like way too intense. That kept happening though? Oh yeah. Okay. It wasn't yeah. just like one day I had a panic attack. No, no, no. Yeah. It was like, it was, I thought it was the specific type of weed cause we, my brother and I bought it and it was like here in Victoria mm-hmm. and it was like really like, I could tell it was like super chemically grown, you know, like mm. it was inside. Everything was like, pristine but it was it just seemed like it was like very artificially like juiced up yeah and so when i smoked it like i had like one little inhale and i was like i had like a serious panic attack like anxiety out like just just crazy and um and then that kept happening to me with like no matter what kind of weed and then i realized later and then i stopped smoking it when i was like when that started happening i stopped smoking it for like a straight up year Mm. and then i kind of just like realized it was actually not the weed it was obviously just me Mm. i was like having underlying anxiety Mm because i was like transitioning from being like a teenager into like being an adult oh yeah weird stage yeah a weird stage totally yeah it's like that pivotal like coming coming of age right big time well this is the classic thing of it being just kind of an amplifier i find yeah totally and no. s- and so yeah, I, like learned how to meditate, did all this stuff when I wasn't smoking weed, and then I just smoked it again, and I was like, I could feel it coming, mm. and I was like, I'm just gonna let it happen, totally, and like just learned how to fully relax and stuff into it, big time. And uh, actually, in that time, I wasn't smoking weed, and I tried LSD for the first time. Oh wow! And that was like when you're 13. No, no, no. This was when I was 16. Like, e- no, no, no. When I stopped smoking it, I was 17, and then. I think I was like 18 or or maybe just early 19 when I tried LSD and it was like it was like way 
more intense but it was this sort of felt in the same realm as me uh, as like smoking mm. weed mm. and but it was just like way more energizing and like a little bit more like hallucinatory and all did, these kind of things did you smoke a bit of weed wow no no i wasn't smoking weed at all that was like oh. in that year that i like was a- against smoking weed for myself yeah so and then I, like what happened was i was like that panic attack sort of anxiety feeling was there and i was like okay i gotta deal with this now Mm -hmm. and i was like in this state of like being super present from the lsd Mm -hmm. and i like sat and meditated for like 30 minutes and like all the visions i was having with like my eyes closed was all like this um what is it like kaleidoscope kind of Mm -hmm. thing Mm -hmm. and like it was all out of sync until i could like sync it up through my meditation and so like i learned how to like fully to make it symmetrical and geometrically sound yeah Wow. And then ever since then, I've been able to smoke weed. And like, if I get any sort of anxiety, I'm just like, oh, it's all good. What and an it just goes away. Visual kind of symbol. Mm-hmm. Be like, hey, we're going to give you something beautiful that you have to piece together like a puzzle. Yeah. Which is the metaphor to unlocking your anxiety and sitting with these things. Totally. Which then helps you go ahead and do it. Yeah. This is why when they talk about re- rewiring neurological pathways through psychedelics yeah. and like mdma psycho assisted therapy in these mm-hmm. things like what maps is doing anyway i think I, it's I interesting believe in these things big time like yeah like you saw that mushrooms were just decriminalized there yeah yep. denver colorado it's interesting because i think people uh, i think people think that like mushrooms will like you know when people say it rewires your brain i think people think like oh like a volume makes you oh, go to yeah, sleep yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's actually you doing it. oh four hundred and eighty thousand percent yeah 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 no that's a good way of you know it's like thinking well if i just have a drink mm-hmm. i'll like be better it's like yeah. a drink can actually help you mm-hmm. you know have one glass of wine or have whatever but if you're just using it to think it's going to do the thing. That's like going mm. to smoke weed to go, I'm going to relax now. Yeah. Well, if I'm still thinking about the thing that's making me anxious while I smoke, it might do what was it happening to you for a while, totally. right? You sit there and you use this as this fucking, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, when people, I don't know. I've certainly taken psychedelics and probably downplayed them way too much. Mm. While on them? While on them in the sense that, like, you know, maybe not do them and go to you know public places to do something that's like relatively ordinary yeah maybe like sit in that stillness so you can fully benefit from what that might be able to offer right because i think in that same way then you're reducing the potential benefits of it by going Mm -hmm. oh well like this is what energy i'm going to give it right you know i'm going to do it to go and amplify this instead of just Uh, i'm going to do it to be right I'm going to smoke weed because it'll make, make movie better. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm going to drink because it'll make my friends more tolerable. Right. Make this atmosphere a little less fucked up, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. Do have a little more purpose. Yeah, versus like, you know, Terrence McKenna, mm-hmm. fucking five grams of dried mushrooms on an empty stomach and you sit in a room. Yeah. Your company. The hero's journey. Yeah. <laughs> and I've, yeah. I've, I've, my friend who did, uh, my friend Nick Leonard did, um, yeah, a heroic dose like that. Mm-hmm. And it was only the coolest things he had to say about it. Really, yeah? It was like the most magical. You could tell it was like, even the way he was describing it was like, oh, that's just coming through you right now. Hmm. Like you're just tapping back into that experience for a second. Mm, right. You were, you let yourself just go like poof, sink into it. Yeah. Like I've smoked DMT. Uh-huh. And that was an experience that I fully was able to surrender to. Oh, yeah? Because I understood the magnitude of like what that push and pull felt like. 
you know what was that like did you have like because people there's this thing that i find really interesting about dmt where people talk about having a very similar experience to each other yeah which is very unlike anything else i know it's very bizarre i just want to touch real real quick back on just yeah man the reason i said that whole surrender bit Mm -hmm. is because with something like psilocybin even Mm -hmm. i think i've been like <clears throat> scared of being with myself for five hours or for you know mm-hmm. five grams just kind of in a oh yeah in a space alone part of that frightens me so i've never done that yeah but i've done mushrooms i've never done that much either yeah i've always kind of wanted to <coughs> do especially, like especially three alone. grams or more yeah, yeah. or yeah. you know around something but just kind of in a space where it's like the thing is just it's happening here yeah you know, because I've been in states like the last time I went to the only time I went to Asia, mm-hmm. we did uh, mushrooms and it was in a lovely space. I was climbing the whole time. I felt very comfortable. I had a little bungalow. Everything was great. It was with good, good friends. And me and my mate went out and did some stuff. And yeah, it was uh, just no bigger than a dose. And I, you know, thought mm-hmm. was going to. And it was like the crazy one of the craziest experiences of my life. It was like overwhelming. Really? Eh? And um I was able to sit with it, you know, mm-hmm. and um, I was mystified by it. The problem was, is that then there was a bit of a disconnect between now I'm like totally in this space where it's a blink and feel like an hour went by mm-hmm. or an hour would go by and I felt like it was like a second mm-hmm. when I was just locked in that moment, kind of observing. Time warp. Like I felt thing, like yeah. I understood quantum entanglement. Yeah. It's like, oh, I can see the invisible spring, strings and I'm connected to everything. Yeah. This is crazy. I can feel it right now. Right. It's part of this jungle that I'd never been in, in. I think the, I would think I was, you're in a new environment. It feels so weird, especially yeah. on hallucinogens or psychedelics. Right. But then it was also, my friend felt relatively, I think, he just wasn't in that space. Right. Yeah, that can happen for sure. And I was like, what <laughs> is he talking about, dude? And he was like, we're going to go out and go chit-chat with people? And yeah. I was like, this this to me, why I'm bringing all this up is that if I was maybe just, and I'd love him to death, you know, but it's kind of an unwritten contract, I guess, sometimes that you, you probably should talk about when you do psychedelics. Mm-hmm. Is that the contract that, you know, was like not signed by both of us, but kind of like underlying green to is we're going to do these together. So we'll stick together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm in this space where I'm like, man, if I was just alone, I'd be gone right now. Yeah. Cause you're not interrupted with anything. You just constantly go into this place where you're learning and healing. And mm-hmm. instead of like, I can try to sum it up for you right now out loud in the moment, but you're doing your thing and I'm doing my thing. And like, what's our you know yeah it's it's un- not understandable like mentally I felt like i was on a heroic dose and i was trying uh-huh. i was like in my zone and i couldn't it was the first time i was like oh i'm not on anyone's level right now mm-hmm. this is fucked mm-hmm. but it was great well did you find it super hard to do like normal everyday kind of things it was the middle of the night uh, okay and um it was funny for the first hour when we were having a blast mm-hmm. it was very like oh this is normal mm-hmm Still, like, on the upcome of, you get the kind of, like, elation in your chest that you start to feel, certain feeling in your stomach. And then uh, I realized I was (coughs) kind of whacked when these two girls walked out of nowhere, and they were in bikinis, and they were just walking on the beach in bikinis, and me and my buddy had headlamps, and I didn't realize it, and you had to hike through this beach through a section of the jungle and then back onto a beach. Otherwise, you'd have to go through the tide. And um, mm-hmm. 
They're walking through with their headlamps and kind of just took them, just giggling, having a time, hike through, and then all I hear is like, oh, hey there. And we both look up, and there's these two girls in the bikinis, and it was like, oh, I'm a troll. Like, I already <laughs> feel like a troll. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, where are you guys going? Can we use, do you, we just need some headlamps. Are you guys going back that way? Uh, before I could say anything, someone else was like, no, we got a headlamp, go over here. Yeah. They're just like blinding them with their headlamps, <laughs> sitting there like trolls. Oh, hey. Yeah, nailed it. And that's when I realized like, this is going to be a time. Mm-hmm. And then we had some fun for about an hour or so, and then it, it was like, my feet were just taking me back to the bungalow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just to relax and, Yeah. It's interesting uh, <coughs> dealing with other people when you're in that state. It's like, yeah, you feel like you're like an alien or the the way I've felt w- has been like that I'm actually like my animal self mm-hmm. and that like communicating in like a logical way is mm-hmm. just like so difficult. But I can communicate in like only like basic terms, like <laughs> pointing and grunting and shit. Like it's, yeah. It's beautiful though. It is. That it's, a, it's an unbelievable experience. Because well, a part of you also realize that words are these things that we constructed that... They're not very efficient not, in some not ways. Not in the sense that, like, unless you're a fucking poet and all the ways you communicate, Uh huh. you know, like, I'm not impeccable with my word. Yeah. Sometimes I bullshit. Uh. Sometimes I don't say things how I want to. Sometimes I get it out better than I thought I would. Sometimes I'm impatient when I'm talking. Sometimes I'm mm-hmm. calm. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, it's this thing we make and just mm-hmm. expect it to be like, well, this is our main means of understanding each other. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm just saying words right now. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. Sort of point and grunt. And it's like, yeah, man, this is our hardwiring. There's lots yeah. of other ways to communicate. Yeah, there is. Because I feel that as well. When I'm high on psychedelics, I think, oh, there's all the words I can use right now. How do I say what I'm feeling? Mm-hmm. And then I just go, like, sometimes you can. But this is why sometimes, like, I used to have rules with some of my friends. We would take mushrooms. And if you wanted to say something, you really needed to say it, you could say it. But if it was just an acknowledgement, if mm-hmm. you wanted to have attention, if you wanted to just feel someone, if you wanted to know, are you okay, you would honestly just shake their hand. Hmm. It was weird, but it was this very interesting thing that was like, uh, got it, man. Yeah. Cool. Because we have this playground in your basement, which is gigantic with all the toys and cozy spaces. And we can all just, if need be, wander into our own corners and right. just be, you know. Interesting. Yeah. And that's one time I um, I remember not being able to see very much at one point. My vision kind of like shut down. Yep. And I crawled to the washroom. Mm-hmm. I was on psilocybin. And I, uh, <clears throat> when my eyes opened, I like had just <coughs> finished pooping mm-hmm. and then I was fine. Oh yeah. So huh. Out of my system. <laughs> That's crazy. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny how like you were talking about the handshake. It's like, that's like a physical <coughs> form of communication. It is. It's just that acknowledgement of like, yeah. if you have an emergency or you have a question for me, you can for sure ask me. Mm-hmm we're just in this space and you know there's like water and food upstairs mm-hmm. and like there's a washroom over there and just and shake my hand or like give me a look you know like yeah and th- we did really all go in our own spaces and what was interesting is then i wouldn't break anyone out of their space yeah i remember one one guy kept going my buddy john kept saying i think we should go outside i kind of want to go outside <laughs> what do you what do you guys think you think we should go outside and like no response i don't think from any of us mm-hmm. or maybe we just said like no you know, mm-hmm. 
you're just like wandering and then like five minutes later it's just the same thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then for 10 minutes and then we both kind of looked at them at the same time and said like if you want to go outside you should just go outside you know and it wasn't like mean-spirited it was like yeah. i was sitting there with a glass of wine just kind of in my and own world do your thing it's like i can get checked out of that and i guess tag along but mm. you know it wouldn't be your journey right no man i'm doing a clay sculpture right now you stop mid thing and stop the wheel and it's start yeah. to droop and then it come back to it and it's like oh, i'll just sculpt something else yeah totally. just hanging out here man i gotta i remember watching my friend in the corner and he was in this world looking at things doing things and I was just so fascinated by it and thought it was so funny. Like one minute he was terrified, one minute he was okay. And then he described it to me after. And I thought, how crazy is it that you got to sink into that experience, not have to share it with me in the moment. I uh-huh. kind of saw it. But then when you actually told me it, you were ready to tell me it. Right. It wasn't like, what's going on over there? Oh, he killed it. Yeah. And that's how I felt like when I was Interesting. hanging out with my friend. It wasn't that I needed to be alone. You know, in Asia, I was just so high on the patio. Just going, I could sit here forever. Yeah. And it was like, oh, we should go. Mm. And I was like, fuck, man. I wish you, you know. It breaks out. Yeah. I couldn't go. Right. There's no way. Yeah. I'm not on. I'm surprised I got here. And if you were in my head right now, there's no way you'd (laughs) want to move. Yeah. You couldn't move. Yeah. Yeah. When I did move, I went to pee and someone banged on the door Mm -hmm. and was yelling, I can hear you, Eric. And I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) that would have been so confusing (laughs) oh dude and i'm peeing like right near my bungalow and the three little washrooms that are beside at the top of this hill eric i can hear you and for a second i thought i was eric (laughs) and then for another second i just went oh i'm chris Uh as if like will she believe that you know and and she went oh sorry we're playing board games on the patio at the it was like a hostel, uh-huh. you know, but you had bungalows, so you'd go to the like place to get breakfast anyway. And I said, no, I'm good. And she just went, you don't sound very fun anyway. <laughs> and then <laughs> I was just like, wow, get out of here, lady. <laughs> I thought for sure, like, at one point, it sounds crazy, because I'm not usually a paranoid person, but at one point I did think the people who gave me these mushrooms have seen me before because I go to that bar and I get food there uh-huh. and I've chatted with them and I've made them show me the mushrooms before I've done them. Yeah. So I had days to kind of go, all right, cool. I'm going to yeah. trust these guys. This is cool. And um, I'm thinking, cool. So I'm so high that I can't like defend myself or do anything. Right. I think I'm going to be okay right now, but I kind of feel like I'm dying, but there's some really enlightening and beautiful things happening right now. And I just got to be a part of it because it's too late. This is the part of surrendering that I just have to work through this. Mm-hmm. Send it love. Then turn into something beautiful and I could manage it. Mm-hmm. But it was still scary. And one of those scary thoughts for a second around the time where I was at that washroom, I think, mm-hmm. was like, these guys are going to come back and find me and fucking skin me alive. For really? some, It was like, oh, they're just going to like make me a new lamp. Because they huh. could because I'm just like out of it. Yeah. I'm so out of it in the bodily form of like, yeah, I I have total function. Yeah, Yeah. none of it, man. Hmm. It was a part of like, I was just a different molecule for for that night, you know? Yeah. And I felt totally out of control in that sense, which is weird because that's the first psilocybin experience that I just was totally, the way I can describe it is I've done it a bunch and all in different ups and downs. Yeah. Always good. Really, eh? Well, yeah, yeah. aside from like when my vision blacked out and I woke up and pooped. Mm-hmm. That was like scary. Mm-hmm. 
but that was just some bodily shit. Mm-hmm. I've never had a moment where I was like, oh, I saw it, like, you know, turn into a devil and then right. I just saw this. I've witnessed shit about myself that's terrifying. Right. Those are, you know, it's not a bad trip. It's mm-hmm. like, f- this is why it's good. You're going to sort some things out. Right. It's going to be You'll nice to be something. revealed to all these things. Yeah. But um, that was the one time I was like, man, this is extremely powerful. Mm-hmm. And this is where it's probably good to be in a good setting where you can totally benefit from it. Because I'm not benefiting from pretending like I can be a functioning human. Mm-hmm. I think uh, one of the things that happens to me is that I'm easily influenced by what I learn in there. And like not everything that you learn is true. Like if you had taken back that oh, paranoia yeah. And, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and brought that into your life, like mm. there's no need for paranoia mm. in real mm. life. Oh, like because you saw it. You go, now I can't see it. There's probably a reason. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Scary. So, yeah. So, yeah. so that's for me, like why I'm so intentional about like, you know, the classic thing set and setting, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. With any kind of psychedelic experience mm-hmm. for me, it's like always, I try to do it with intention. Like even the times where I've done it and tried to like, just go about a normal day. It mm-hmm. was like, can I do this? Like, I'm going to, this is like putting life on hard mode. Oh, big time. And learning how to do these things exactly the only way they should be done. Oh, nice. Because it's like, you can get down yeah, to yeah, exactly yeah. Oh, what yeah. works and what doesn't <laughs> oh, yeah, when you're in yeah. that. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's like being uh, sober driving and then smoking a joint while you're driving and then go, oh, you can feel this shift. Yeah. And then one minute you can feel the transition and the next minute you're actually stoned and then yeah. you're in this whole different world of operation. 100%. Not that you should drive stone. I don't condone that. Yeah. But it's kind of that shift of like... Uh, it's experiencing something that you always do. Exactly. In a, as an entirely do, different person, really. Doing it a different way. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's crazy. I did that recently. Um, I re- did that recently and I uh, went rock climbing. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And um, it was indoor rock climbing. Mm-hmm. And, um, yep. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was definitely it was definitely an hour of what the fuck is going on. Uh-huh. And um, fucking weird, man. Uh-huh. Humans with, like, crazy muscles and veins climbing on weird edges and slapping around on plastic with chalk all over. And mm-hmm grunting and i'm like crazy this is a simulation that we do some people only do that which is great that's fine it's a workout and it's cool yeah i love doing it it's very fun but it's a simulation to make us better at doing it outside which looks way more badass Uh it feels more badass and it's it's really fun which is also like a simulation of actually having to do that well that's what i'm saying yeah like like imagine in the real like Oh yeah, in, oh, in nature, oh, you know, time, yeah. you're like you got to climb up this yeah, to yeah. get away from something, or you have to climb up there to get something. Yeah, on really, really technical stuff, it seems arbitrary. Uh huh. Because it's kind of like, oh, here's this wall that you could climb up in a number of different ways and get to the top. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but you have to do it this. Oh, let's do the holes. hardest one, yeah. right? Because that's the way you're like, I'm a good climber. It's uh-huh. like, well, the guy who also just got up that mountain proficiently and didn't die and did it in a cool style. Uh huh. He was a good climber too. Yeah. <laughs> But it was so weird being in this gym of plastic and chalk and yeah. totally like loving and knowing that world, uh-huh. and seeing it in a different light. And then also being like, oh, well, my body's different now, too. I know this sounds weird, but I feel like sometimes I have superpowers physically when I'm on <laughs> LSD. Yeah, me too. Only in the sense that it's like, oh, if you want me on any mode and I'm in that mode, mm-hmm. it's a lens versus mm. mushrooms isn't like that for me. It's very, 
emotional. It's very comes in waves. It's much more poetic. Yeah. LSD's always just been like, here's the filter. Mm. There's still deepness to it, but I can play more. And yeah. it lasts longer, and it fucking sure as hell gives me more energy than yeah, mushrooms. It's much, it's much you more fun. You know what fun. I mean? <laughs> yeah. I <think. laughs> well, that's what I think, yeah. you know? If you told me you can only have one for the rest of your life, uh-huh. I'd probably say I would I'd probably pick psilocybin. Really? Because yeah. it's like, I think I could learn from that more the rest of my life. Right. Even just doing it once every couple of years, a decade. Yeah. Versus LSD, I feel like. It gives you an experience, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. You know? the, the filter, that's a really yeah. good way of putting it, I think. Yeah. But the, um, yeah. After an hour of not knowing what I was doing, I started to climb and it was like the best feeling. Mm-hmm. Cause it was like laser focus. Right. You know? Yeah, I find that too, where it's like there's this like steep learning curve. Oh, big time. Where it's like you have to like relearn everything mm-hmm. almost. And then all of a sudden you get it and you're like, oh, I can do this way better than I've ever been able to do it. Oh, big time. Yeah, it's it's kind of like I always thought it was going into this pantry of like food and things that you have. Mm-hmm. That kind of feed you and make sure that you're nourished and at least have the energy to kind of get through things. and. Mm-hmm. You open up this pantry and you're just kind of like, cool, what's actually in here? What am I feeding off? What do I have in here every day that I'm in front of, that I'm that I'm influenced by? What's going on in my pantry? You take all that shit out that you don't need mm-hmm. and you read the labels on the thing you're skeptical of and you go, I'm taking that stuff out. And then if you have the means to go, cool, I'm also going to like put this in place, you put some good food in there and new thoughts. And when you close that pantry, the difference is like, for me anyway, I can't, once it's closed, it's closed. Hmm. I can never go back in there. It's kind of like, well, I had that thought about how that behavior of mine was shitty. I know I shouldn't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. It might still come up, but like I'm not putting it back in there. Mm-hmm. I voted to not do that or like voted to see it in this way or right. choose to surrender to the fact that this is how it is. And these are my options from there. So I always just thought it's like once you see it, you can't unsee it. And that's kind of the nice thing about mushrooms or any psychedelic or any experience is that it's like, yeah, this is why you learn from things and it's okay. It's good to make mistakes in that sense, you know? So like people who fear like the potential of doing any of these things, no one has to do any of these things. Mm -hmm. There's ways of enlightening and growing and learning and being at peace with yourself and all these wonderful things without any external forces or substance or, Mm -hmm. but if you're going to do them, it's like, yeah, the surrendering process okay to be scared man it's the part of it you're gonna learn from it mm-hmm. you know like you go on a crazy hike or a long run or you're doing something challenging it's yeah you should be a little bit scared that's what you're gonna grow from so why do you think those substances are illegal Jeez, man that's a we could go right <laughs> into that the better part of me wants to say it's because but being honest, I think it's because most people who make these things illegal have never done them. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, what the fuck's your point of reference to you? It's all just drugs. Mm-hmm. And then another part of me goes, I understand that they can be dangerous if you don't use them properly. Mm. And if you regulate something like that, who knows what will happen? Um I've talked to a lot of people who have had that similar experience on weed that I talked about, having that like paranoia or that panic attack or sure. anxiety attack. Sure. And then they don't ever do it again. Oh, so. I know. And that's why I asked you, is that one time that that happened or is that like it kept going for you? Oh, I knew there was like it was 
hard to handle but there were so many things i learned within that even mm. just from smoking weed mm -hmm. so i knew that there was a lot to gain from it and there was a reason yes. i was experiencing it's that. psychedelic in its own it's like is are 100%. you using it or is it using you yeah 100 i call bullshit a lot on the people gonna go i'm like ah oh, it's a medicine it's like it, it can for sure be a medicine predominantly it should be used as a medicine and is a medicine mm -hmm. in all its forms cbd mm -hmm. anything doesn't matter mm -hmm. but it's also like yeah if you're just gonna smoke all the time to play xbox it's like that's not medicine yeah <laughs> not that that's wrong that you want to smoke weed and, but yeah be real with your shit totally that way comes back to set and setting yeah that way you can still take medicine like when i'm really sore sometimes mm -hmm. I w i'll smoke weed and intentionally be like ah, i just have to smoke a little bit of weed and go in the bath mm -hmm. and like try to heal my body a little bit mm -hmm. calm my head really send love to my body or I need to go meditate, you know, it's, it, it's not to have an excuse to do it. It's just to know the difference between I'm not just smoking just to hang out and be a bit stoned and right. whatever, because you can accept that. But then I surrender to why I used it. Right. You know, what I find so interesting about weed is that um, it seems to affect people differently. Oh, big time. Like for me yeah. personally, <coughs> it's predominantly a stimulant. Like, I won't be able, I don't smoke it at night because mm -hmm. I'll just stay up all night, mm -hmm. like, thinking about shit, mm -hmm. writing shit down, being creative. How how long, hey, how are you? How long uh, <clears throat> a flock of pigeons yeah. just flew up, a big, <laughs> beautiful, um, how long before you go to sleep is the latest you can smoke before? Um, I can uh, probably, like, two hours. That's so, fair. Yeah. I'm kind of right there with you. Unless, yeah, unless I'm really kind of. Sometimes it doesn't do that. Right. Yeah. But predominantly. Yeah. No, likewise. Yeah. I, I, that's, I'm 100% there with you. Yeah. Because so many people I know, that, like, I, you Blaze know. until they go right to bed. Yeah. Or, like, I'm talking to them and I'm, like, you know, helping them with some issue that they have. Mm. And I'm, like, you should, like, maybe try what I do, which is smoke weed and sit and think about it. Mm. Or just, like, let it, you know, just actually do a, uh, a meditation practice um which is like you know just letting your thoughts come up and then just being like that's great but i'm just not gonna think about that oh, until totally. there's something that yeah. comes up and it actually makes sense yeah just witnessing or viewing them yeah just viewing yeah. them and then through that practice it always for me it comes down to a point where there's actually something of understanding that comes up oh, big time. it's not a out of ego or out of anxiety or out of questioning there's actually just the answer will just pop up so for me that's something that i sometimes recommend to people that i'm talking to but it's also like i have to be like how does weed affect you mm. because some people are like oh it just makes me stupid mm. or like <laughs> it makes me just super tired and i gotta go to bed it's tough to write it off to that too it's kind of like I, I, a lot of the times when you hear kind of the, oh, it makes me this or that. Yeah. You wonder like, does it, is it, is it all that ever really did? Yeah. Or is that just a part of it? Yeah. That you could break down and maybe go, oh, it makes me anxious because of this or it makes me stupid because I want to be stupid. Uh -huh. I'm fucking thinking all the time and always so turned on when I smoke. I'm like, sorry, what did you say, babe? Yeah. It's because <laughs> you don't fucking want to be talking right now. Yeah. You want to be a bit stupid. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, that's but true. It's chalking it up to like, uh, my favorite thing is I just don't use it. Mm. there's certain things that like mm. i'm sure i could do mm -hmm. it's like i don't run as much because it's starting to hurt my knees mm -hmm. could do it but it's not like my hurts my knees it's just i decided not to run right there's benefits to running mm -hmm. it's also fucking hurt your knees yeah i'm sure there's things that are good about smoking 
but I'm sure there's parts about me when I smoke aren't the best. Right. But the reason I'm smoking weed is like there's more benefits for me. Yeah, yeah. And I just have to be intentional with it, and that's the bottom line. But people go, ah, it just makes me dumb. You're either <laughs> dumb anyway or really you're the anomaly because uh-huh. for most people it's like, I don't know. I don't mean I totally it's, find that people yeah. don't smoke weed. It's just rare that. Well, it's hard to know what other people are experiencing, though. No, I know. I just find it's like the whole if everyone smoked weed, they'd be lazy. Mm. Come on. Man. Yeah. You got to be lazy already. I think that's kind of the key. Yeah. Or like if you don't want to do it, it might not affect you the nicest way. That doesn't mean it's for everyone. People are allergic to peanuts. People are allergic to bananas. People are allergic to water. Yeah, of course. Of course, things are just going to affect us all differently. Allergic to water? There might be people who are allergic to water. How would they live? No, well, this is the <laughs> thing. I thought there'd probably be at least one person. Uh-huh. Um, and we can look it up, but there probably <laughs> isn't. Do some fact check. <laughs> well, no, I think <laughs> yeah, someone might be allergic to water and they just gain their fluids from food and mm-hmm. from the particles they breathe in the air. Or it causes them like a certain amount of discomfort. Like, because people are allergic on. Like, I feel like someone's probably allergic to water. When I said that, I was kind of like, I'm confident that there's one person allergic to water in the whole world. Well, it's just element, right? It's H2O. It's what just about a chemical. What about people who go, ah, I don't like the taste of water? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's weird, eh? It's like, hmm? <laughs> it's more of a feeling, I think. Oh, you know, yeah. There's no yeah. taste to water. <laughs> the water, <Yeah>. man. <laughs> I don't know. I always thought that was weird. I, I never, so I, I never know what to say because you can't go. I get it. It has that really watery taste. <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna say to that, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's uh, fucking sure is water. <laughs> I, d- I don't know. Hey, you gotta drink it, man. Yeah. It's probably the best thing for your body. Um, yeah. I had a uh, carbonated water the other day. It has a taste. It does, and it was like, man, I could drink this all day. Really? I hate Sharp. it. Sharp. Oh, I don't like it at all. Really? I don't actually, the taste of it is what I don't like. Oh. I don't mind the carbonation. It tastes metallic-y to me. Mm. They, s- like the, a lot. Yeah, you can taste the CO2. <laughs> you think you can? I think so. <laughs> I don't know. But I think, yeah. They say that they've measured it, and the only reason I'm okay with it is that they say it's as good and pretty much the same as water. Yeah. Just literally much. bubbled water. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, CO2, you're breathing that in. Could just be the reaction. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, my girlfriend tells me not to uh, breathe through my mouth because you inhale all these different particles that are bad for you. Yeah, your nose acts as a bit of a filter. Yeah, so I used to, like, night at the Roxbury shape my nose for, like, a year. Oh, yeah. Um, Just because it's... Did they do that in that movie? Yeah, they went, like, They went, like, this very fast, you know? Uh Could have been a Coke reference, too. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they did shave their nose. Um... But yeah, then it stops. You need those hairs to block all that stuff. Interesting. Right. Yeah, of course you do. <coughs> that makes sense. So yeah, but I also thought sometimes I'm like, I didn't drink enough water today. Maybe I just breathed in all the particles I need. <laughs> 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 Terrible. <laughs> no way. No. Mm-mm. There is that rumor. I don't know if it's true or not, but there's that supposedly some yogi in India that's that's uh, never eaten food or hasn't eaten food in like 15 years. Yeah. And I'm not sure if he drinks water or not. He's allergic to it. He's a full-on breathitarian, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Just yeah. photosynthesizing. As breathitarian, you just breathe it in. And yeah. if you want dessert, you can sun gaze. <laughs> that's really just up to you. Yeah. Right. That's funny, man. People who do math and they're like, no, nah, I was convinced the sun wasn't real. So I just looked at it for like two months straight. 
Yeah, it's bizarre. Whoa, dude. Yeah, this that's is a crazy Ari Shafir podcast. He's one of my favorite stand-ups. Uh-huh. And he had this girl on who's a stand-up comedian. He's who got used the to be skeptic full tank? Yeah. yeah. And, um... Oh, really? Fucking nuts, man. Just some crazy stories of it. Nuts, yeah. And he has a very interesting format. Like, he'll do a podcast like, on the plane from L.A. to Canada. Cool. And it's like, yeah, I'm just going to do a podcast with a buddy right now, like, on the plane, sitting here. Mm. Believes in that kind of weird format on yeah. hikes and fires and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It's hard to do that because, like, even right now, we're having a conversation, but it's not, like, it's slightly off from what we would be doing without microphones. I feel like. Ooh, yeah, I guess. I don't know how they would do it, though. They just have a recorder they put between both their cheeks. Yeah, I, I don't know. It would depend, the I guess. The quality is definitely not as good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you feel, you, you know. Quality would suffer, Oh, for I sure. listen to podcasts, and I'm like, oh, I'm th- in my ears right now. Yeah. Well, they're just talking to me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm uh, quite into the man. It's, it's interesting how it's one of those things where it's almost like that psychedelic kind of just sit with it and think about it. Because mm-hmm. in podcasts, you don't get to say what you want. Because it's a fucking two-way conversation. Mm. It's one-sided. Yeah. For you. <laughs> you just sit there and it's like, I don't get to contribute. Well, but yeah. I get to think about all this. And oftentimes my initial thought will change. Uh-huh. Kind of similar to what you were like, just view it as what it is. And the root will come up. Mm-hmm. Like you're feeling on that episode or what that point was or what you were feeling or thinking. That underlying root will come up. Mm-hmm. You just need silence sometimes. Yeah, podcasts are interesting because you're literally just listening to a conversation completely unable to affect it in any way. 100%. Like, even if you're like, oh, they should ask this or mm-hmm. like, that's interesting, but I think this. Big time. Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Big time. But in a way, it does because you're kind of, they're making, they're doing the same. Well, it's almost like the way you interpret what you're learning could or could not matter either. Like I've listened to podcasts that have changed the way I've done things, mm-hmm. my viewpoints. Yeah. I've listened to podcasts that I might've just not paid attention enough to that could have done that. Right. So you can take from it what we will, right? Oh, definitely. That's kind of the crazy thing about podcasts, I think. Like I'm learning some of the podcasts at first I listened to and I was like, why am I listening to this? Mm-hmm. You start to learn about the character and why you think they're funny Yeah. as their comedic self or in whatever role they're in. Uh-huh. And then you start to understand that humor, and then it becomes like, oh, I'm just hanging out with my friend with insiders. Yeah. It's so weird and unfiltered. Yeah. It's the first time it's not like, yeah, and buy this, and we're off to that. Yeah. It's like, hey, man, what's real? And that's crazy, man. That's the first time in a long time that this is what's happening, like, mm. everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know? It's crazy how popular it is, too. Yeah, you know, it's nuts. In the past five years, I've seen it go crazy. Like yeah. When I worked FedEx and just was like cool do i have minimum six podcasts loaded today yeah long ones yeah um and this the pickings were slim back then too they were much more slim i used to listen to audiobooks and like and podcasts like i had to like shuffle them around yeah 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 Yeah, big time because i worked eight hours a day five days a week and big time only listen to podcasts and audiobooks yep no it's a good thing man i listen i listen a bunch of really whoop and there they are (laughs) (laughs) and there's one in the cart Almost, man. That was close. Do you have a pee jug? Uh, you know what? I don't, actually. We might have to stop the pod and uh, go take a rip. Come right back. Yeah, you want to? Yeah, we can. You're back. Should we talk the rest of this? Yeah, let's do it. It's been like a psychedelic-based <laughs> podcast. Yeah. You know what? I actually wanted to talk to you about modeling because you've done some modeling. What is that like? Jeez, man. Um, I haven't done a ton, mm. but... Um, I definitely enjoy doing it because it's, uh, 
I like when people are just creating stuff. Mm-hmm. And so typically, like, when you do a modeling thing, it's because you're doing something someone believes in, you know? Not yeah. rolling? No, I didn't. Um, <laughs> you know, for example, like the gin, the Empress gin shoot that I did? Yeah. It was just so cool to learn about this gin and see why they believed in it so much and how much they wanted to put into it and their angle. And then I was just kind of like a prop. Mm, right. So I don't take it like, oh, I'm in this because of this or that. Sure. You can take the ego out too. Like in one pose, I feel like I'll look pretty good. Uh-huh. And then in one pose, I'll look totally goofy. And in the one I look goofy, I was probably trying to look good. Right. And the one I was just chilling, I might have looked better. Right. And um, the funny thing of that is, like, if you go into it with no ego, you're not fixated to, like, oh, well, this is what I have to bring. Mm. It's like, I'm just a human, man. You know, like, we all look fucking different Mm -hmm. just standing here. So that's kind of cool. Then it makes it way easier to go, like, oh, I'm good for that part. Right. Because I don't actually care. Yeah, yeah. But when, you know, I get a message for, like, edgy millennial, (laughs) I'm like, yup, that's me, man. Here's (laughs) my portfolio. (laughs) You know, like. Nice. As funny as when I did that rock climbing extra thing for that movie that was in town, it was like, yeah. oh, no tattoos and piercings. It's like, well, why'd you guys ask me to do this? <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah, I thought that was funny. I just put a bit of cover up on my hand and wore long sleeves. Yeah. That's fine. But um, modeling is cool. I'd like to do more of it. Yeah. I just, it's really one of those things. It's up to you to put yourself out there a bunch more and then you do that mm-hmm. and edit some pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, cause my agent isn't, uh, I don't get a crazy amount of gigs from her on the Island. Mm. The Island's still relatively small, but there's lots going on. Yeah, there is. And, um, I just got to get, get out there in the right way. Yeah. Just been like doing a tattoo here and then I got friends here and then I'm doing, mm-hmm. it was like, you almost need a day to not plan anything with anyone to just get all the tiny things in between. That'll like make everything so much easier. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to do more of it. But what would you say your creative outlet is? Holy jumping. <laughs> hey, how are you? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Coming up on us. <laughs> Joining the podcast. <laughs> Come on in. Um, that was funny. My major hobby? No, like your creative outlet. Oh shoot, man. You think you ha- you think you have something that fits that, or you do you have like I mean, obviously you got a bunch of stuff you do, but I don't know, man. I almost don't like to like commit to any one thing. Yeah just go full on into it. Mm-hmm. But I see it in glimpses a lot. Like I made this thing the other day out of recycled wood and a moose antler that um, I was given. Mm-hmm. Um, it was given to me as garbage mm-hmm. and I uh, didn't put it in the garbage. And um, I made this cool little wooden, uh, anyway, made this cool wood thing with a moose antler all tied up in hemp mm-hmm. instead of drilling the wood together or whatever on these two little gold hooks with, antler and uh like fake rose going through it and just looks really cool and um my buddy came over and i was like oh i just like made that the other day real quick like i just wanted to fill in that space on the wall and he was like that's the coolest thing you've ever made like any (laughs) out of anything you've ever done and i was like that's cool that you think that and Uh in that moment i went like shit that's kind of creative then yeah because i was just kind of like whipping that up because i thought it was cool and i had a vision in it but I wouldn't go like, yeah, I'm a creator. I do mm-hmm. wooden. It's like, but what's cool is all that was recycled. Yeah. So when I do a lot of things to the van lately, like I'm excited to show you a few of the things I did. I go, oh, like that's pretty creative. Because mm-hmm. I did a couple of things that I think it's like you just tailor it to exactly how you want with what you need. This girl's. <laughs> that's for real. Um, 
but yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I feel like almost like climbing can be very creative yeah. in the way you do it. Tattooing certainly makes me feel creative, mm-hmm. especially I meet someone and then it's like a lot of the time, if it's not a very specific thing, it's like, oh, well, you know me. So like, this is the idea. Wrap it around that. Right. Cool. Like the other day I went to the brewery and a guy was like, I could tell you had a hand poke tattoo that was well done. And um, it was just a really cool looking little hand poke tattoo. And I was like... You know, I knew it took at least like 10 hours. Yeah. It was really well done. And uh, I was just like, oh, that's that's hand poked, eh? And he was like, yeah, totally. I love getting shitty tattoos, you know? And I was like, tight, I do shitty tattoos. And he was like, oh, cool, we should trade. And I was like, um, and then he just looked at me and went, that was 50 beers. And I was like, I could do that for 50 beers. You know, like I could do that for sure. And then I got excited because then I'm like, okay, so I'm going to draw this bottle with this little skull on top with like mm. this. I'm going to do the right away. I'm thinking like I got to make him a page. Mm. And then I'll, because, you know, show him a little bit of flash and be like, what do you like here? And then we'll tweak it a bit. And then I get to do a thing. And then you feel creative. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That is cool. But I wouldn't say like, oh, I'm like an artist, you know? Yeah. I get uncomfortable with that because yeah. I know artists. Mm. <laughs> where i'm like oh man you're fucking that's what they do that's yeah. what you do man yeah, you yeah, know yeah. like you're an artist and you went to art school yeah and you've got tested in art you understand art. i wouldn't mm. just because it's like oh i can li- i can sing along to a song in tune he's a singer he's right. a musician he's not a musician yeah i have friends who are jazz musicians that's a musician yeah you can still do music you can still like music and be yeah. good at music but it's like i'm not a tattooer i'm not an artist i'm just yeah just kind of experimenting, you know. Hopefully, I can get good at it, though. I'd like to do more tattoos. Nice. Yeah, I really like doing it. What do you think about the future of AI? Fuck, dude. <laughs> Jeez, man. What do I think about the future of AI? Well, AI is just such an interesting concept because no, it's, it, it's so popular, though, oh, too, to th- like to be talking about. Oh, it. of course. You know, it's like what VR was a couple of years ago. Oh, it's crazy. I think the craziest thing about AI that people don't realize is it's not just like, boom, it'll be in place. It's like you've sold all of your private information and data mm-hmm. pretty much to AI since the day you logged on to anything with a name. Yeah. It's like we've well, recorded this, we track around. it. Oh, yeah, we have it recorded. We have it. Even if it's not like, oh, they're like watching us on our phones through the cameras. You need a file collected on you on anything. That's there. You know what mm. I mean? You need to. You need, I, don't know. I just find all of AI too like. Uh, like what what. What the fuck do you need AI for? And if you're going to use it for therapy in hospitals so people can go and like be in the mountains and play games and, and, and connect to certain things they physically can or whatever, that's beautiful. That's a tool. If you're going to mm. use AI for an experience, that's lovely. If you're going to use AI to try to simulate something you could be living and feeling and working through, like, hey, let's destroy the possibility of life by making it all just so polished and mechanical that, like, you guys can take a back seat. For what? Mm. What's that thing doing then? We're not special enough to create, you know? Mm. Let that thing do it. They have AI fucking creating piano symphonies now. Mm-hmm. And people are going, well, it's good, but it's not perfect. Mm-hmm. It's like, shut up. Why do you even... I don't know. I find it, to mm. me, it's too crazy, man. Mm? Oh, yeah. I've never done psychedelics and been like, the future is AI. It's like, <laughs> oh, wow. We're here because we coexist and belong, you know? Uh, oh, crazy community. We're missing it. Fuck. Got right. it. Five-day work weeks. Tight. Killing ourselves. Cool, cool, cool. Like... yeah unpack that shit not like i wonder if ai will fix it right 
bad enough that some days I'm like, fuck, I got a shower. I'm not going to be able to listen to a podcast in between my shower or like music or anything. It's like just plugged in, you uh-huh. know? We are AI. We're walking AI right now. Mm-hmm. I am anyway. My phone broke for a day and I was like, oh, what am I going to do? I hate it. How much it had a restraint on uh-huh. me. And it wasn't like I can't post. I realized none of that matters. You can take all that shit away from me. Yeah. I can't call my girlfriend right now. Mm. I don't have a calculator. I don't have my pictures right now. I don't even know if they're going to be gone now. I don't have my GPS at all. How am I going to bank? I don't have my online tap. Like, right. shit, dude. I don't have my fucking work schedule. I don't have anyone's number. Mm-hmm. Sick, dude. Yeah. So reliant. Yeah, we've given a lot to the electronic machines oh, that we use. Be my brain, dude. Yeah. Yeah. We've just been like, okay, this is, you know, instead of remembering an address and knowing how to get there, I'll just give that I responsibility oh, big time. to this little device. Pawn it off. Yeah. 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 But it's also Most like. people can't read maps for sure. Oh, yeah. It's also just like, um, I find that kind of like irresponsible because of the obvious signs of like uh, just kind of like there's a downside to it because of how it makes you feel right like it's it's actually cutting you off from oh, experiencing things in your day-to-day life because you're spending time on your phone big time not only that but there's just some of the thoughts that come with it maybe and just the symbolism behind it and just kind of the being overly exposed to all the things too you know mm-hmm. it's one thing you know it's one thing to be able to go Oh, I'm happy. I got to see my friend's picture right now while mm-hmm. he's in Jordan. Like you posting your experience. It was like, mm-hmm. I could live vicariously through you. I get excited for you. Mm-hmm. But also, then you come back and I'm like, oh, right. I saw that video where I can sum up how you must have felt, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you already have like an assumption of the story. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, I, you know, I don't know. How how much do we have to share? I'm kind of. I deleted my Instagram. I'm probably I'm bad for anymore. it, man. I, you know, I'm on Instagram all the time. Yeah. You know, and I'm not I'm not out trying to buy likers and, uh, uh-huh. you know, scroll everyone's pages. But I'm just like all the things that are interesting on here. I'm going to watch a hockey thing. Then I'm going to watch a skateboard mm-hmm. thing and a climbing thing. And then what's this thing? And what was my friend doing? And that's a cool picture. And just going into the world of like, yeah, what even is this right now? You know, because I've had Instagram since it started and it was really a cool thing I found. Yeah, it was like, oh, I'm going to post a ski picture. You know, or like I was at a concert and here's this guy with me, man. I got to see this guy, you know? Yeah. Now it's... It just seems so weird that we're... Making a living, man. That as humans, we're so willing to be distracted. Instead of just like being around, you know? Oh, big time, We're so willing to give our time away. Well, I think part of it is also just... Where's that lighting? Part Um, of it. I I got it real quick. I think part of it is also just... um, like through evolution, humans just want to grow and be better and learn. Yeah. So when you have this thing that can True. constantly help with that or influence it, it's like, how am I going to learn to be better and grow? And what was that, this and that? And where's this place? And oh, well, I can look at, you know, I do it all the time. If I don't know somewhere, I'll be like, oh, where is that on the map, by mm-hmm. the way? And I'll mm-hmm. like look it up. I feel, like, yeah, I feel like just like nonchalantly going through social media, you have the sense that you're learning stuff because you're reading, you're like oh, grasping time. from pictures. Getting the dopamine rush. That's the weirdest thing. Yeah. Like, all this yeah. But I don't think what you're learning is actually like worth 
the energy and time a lot of the case i think yeah i think using it as a tool is super useful you know if you're using maps if you're googling stuff but yeah i'm just over i'm over social media completely i post i use my computer actually to post on my instagram and that's all i do i don't go on there for anything else but to just post once a week my new video (laughs) because besides from that you're not scrolling you're not doing any of that stuff no nothing yeah i'm not interested anymore it's probably good it sidetracks you in a lot of ways yeah i I realize i spent a lot of time on there doing nothing yeah it would keep me up you know i'd be on there at night trying to fall asleep scrolling i I watched a couple really cool things on my overnight shift tonight because um I got to kind of just hang out for a good chunk of time. Yeah. And um, keep myself busy. I, yeah. Watch a few things on climbing. Mm-hmm. A couple stand-ups. Mm-hmm. And um, probably spend like an hour on Instagram. Just in between. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what? what's the... Mm-hmm. Some of it's cool. And then other, it's like, oh, I don't have a tiny home yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking yeah. loser. Yeah, it's like this it's weird... Oh, it's so silly, you know? It, I mean, I I literally made, like, a whole movie about it. Like, looking back at the Van Life movie. It's, oh, totally. It's, a, it's about Instagram. Oh, big time. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's still kind of how I feel about it. Oh, totally. It's weird, you know? Like, yeah, my friend's been staying in my van for a week. I haven't been like, oh, and here I'm, I'm bringing my friends and hosting them in my lovely van, and it's for here in Victoria. You know, it's yeah. like... They're just doing that thing, and it's cool that my van can be that tool. Yeah. I love my van. I'm really excited about it and the mods that I've done. Yeah. And uh, it's an ever-going process, so I can't wait to just do more on it so I can do more adventures and feel more comfortable in it. Mm-hmm. To be like, hmm, how do I profit off of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, my girlfriend's pretty cute. And if I shower and make sure my hair looks okay and wear a shirt that's not all stained, fuck. Especially if her butt's out. <laughs> Babe, if your butt's out and both those doors are open with the burlap sack... <laughs> Okay, so okay, so 1080p aperture at this. <laughs> set. Do you have the picnic basket and all the Christmas lights at Walmart? <laughs> set them up in the day. Crank the. It's like yeah. what? That's not how it goes. No. At all. Yeah. How it goes sometimes is fuck. We drank too much, and I hope we don't get kicked out of this spot because I can't yeah. drive tonight. Oh yeah. Glamorous, man. Yeah, yeah. Post yeah. that, dude. Yeah. Post shitting in a fucking grocery bag when it's like. I have to poop and I'm at a kid's play park right now. Uh-huh. I can't go anywhere. Uh-huh. I'm going to poop my pants. <laughs> I pooped in a grocery bag in the van. Uh-huh. Hashtag van life, son. You know, it's oh, like, yeah, yeah. no, I'm going to make it profitable. And we're going to, and some people are having a blast and they're doing it. And they're probably still doing van life, mm-hmm. but it's like, you know, it's a, it's a tool. Mm-hmm. It could be a stage in your life. I hope I always have a van to travel in. Mm-hmm. If I have to live in a van for a couple years at a time, it's not the worst. Mm-hmm. In a in you know in a cargo van for me being six one it's not the best with a partner mm-hmm. it's a little bit crammed for a few months at a time you can make it work mm-hmm. make it work for a year if you want I just think this whole like I don't know man it's and weird dude because yeah. you and I both have vans so I guess we can't really talk about it and be like totally shitting on it but I understand some people are like it's the answer to everything and here's the alternative and this is what I did yeah. and you could too. It's like it probably won't, it might not work for everyone. Mm-hmm. For me, mm-hmm. it worked because in all the ways, I was actually very comfortable. Yeah. And that's what people don't get. It was never a sacrifice for me. Right. It was fucking sweet. I'm going to sleep out here by the water in my van that I really enjoy because I built. Yeah. It wasn't, oh, I'm living the thing that people told me to. Right. My reasons could never be the reasons I would, uh, you know, um, 
subtract from all these fucking mm-hmm. videos, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's not why you do these things, you, you gotta, know? You got to do it for the right reasons. Of course. The reasons change depending oh, on the person. Totally. And even yeah. now, it's so cool that I'm like... And the time, right? Yeah. Well, it's just funny that I tattooed now um, probably like 25, 30 hours in the van. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's so cool. It's like a little mobile studio now. Yeah. If I was living in it full time, I'd probably feel pretty weird to have my bike under the bed and all these things. And something that's so open, I can just put everything out, get them comfy, get me comfy. Yeah. My f- friends staying in it while I have an apartment. It's like, it's this tool. It's not just, it just seems like everyone who's doing it, it's so like templated yeah, and linear and, and just like, ah, oh, cool. This is what it's for. It's either yeah. a Westie or a really well done wooden sprinter yeah. or it's like, cool. And a lot of it is, gr- I, I, I love it. I think it's a great living alternative. Yeah. But like the coolest ones are done with like very purposeful reasons behind. Well, yeah, the realness. That's why I like your videos. You meet people. I saw one of your buddies um, with the husky, and I went up to him and was oh, like, yeah. "Oh, we have the same harness." Yeah, yeah. And he's a nice guy. Oh yeah, he's legit. And then we climbed together and we hung out, and I was like, "Oh, I noticed your van outside." Nice. He's up to shit. Oh yeah. He's going for it. Oh yeah. He, uh, great guy. He definitely has an Instagrammy page. Oh yeah. But that's his life. Yeah. He actually lives that. Reason, yeah. He has a dog that he runs around with and is a nomad yeah. and takes nice pictures because he has time. Mm-hmm. It's not this like, I bought into this because it was the only choice. Yeah. And before he was in a car before that, it's, it, it wasn't like, oh, I saw it online and I did it. It was always in him to be like, I'm going to do something a bit different because I can and, and I'm okay with living within those means and I want to experience that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's beautiful. You mm-hmm. see that when you meet those people. Oh, yeah. I saw him and I was like, dude, you're tanned as if you live in fucking Florida <laughs> in midsummer. Like, where have you? You're outside all the time, apparently. Yeah. I was like, you look healthy, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, that is great, dude. You're thriving in your van. Mm-hmm. And uh, He's great. the right person for that yeah, lifestyle. Great guy to be around. Yeah. But that's where it's like, your Instagram page is cool. I get it. Mm-hmm. You know? What I find really like I'm I'm in this world. I'm working with people who are on Instagram doing a lot of posting. Yeah. And it it can come down to I do this thing every once in a while where I'll meet somebody and then I'll look at their Instagram. They've got huge following and then I'll just research like a little bit deeper and I'll be like, oh, 90 mm. percent mm. of these followers mm. are fake. Right. Right. And then it's like. It's this weird thing where it's so bizarre, man. That they even a thing. Yeah, they create this facade of what they want to be, mm. and then they act like that. That's as your brand, well. yeah. and, and like in person, they'll act like that. Mm. And it's just like, but then the the problem is, is you can trick some people, but then the people that lo- like look one step further, like I did, mm. will understand. Like it, it's really just like a character defect, right? Like I look at that, and then I think, oh, this person is completely full of shit on this level what else are they full of shit on like now i have this different perspective of what that person's like well it leaks into everything you're right and maybe it does maybe it doesn't but that's how i think of that person now because they faked something like like that yeah it's just weird to even um like why would you want to I have why would no you idea. Fake something like that. Like it. Why isn't like? Because um, it's like it's it's a it's a marker of success. In in in. It's in the funny industry that they want to be in. Well, that's just it. It's yeah. like to so many people, it's not at all. No, it's what no, we not put? at all. That's like, that's like me going to the climbing gym, and then being like training for the big trip. Yeah. <laughs> you know, at the end of my set when I'm like 
the most shredded and being like just starting out yeah and then and then being like cool we're going outside to do the thing and you show up to the you know the crag and you're standing in front of one of the hardest climbs and you're like racking up your draws and you got the shots all shiny and like yeah. looking up at the cliff rugged i'm fucking dirty i got chalk all over and then i go and climb like the easy thing off in the corner mm. and it's like do you get that shit yeah we went and did it we went to nevada we climbed it's yeah like, did you though yeah the guys who are doing it aren't really posting about it yeah they might one or two but like mm, they're climbing things man Mm -hmm. people living in their vans they're living in their vans dude i I counted 16 behind us oh yeah 16 Mm -hmm. and i was like whoa i used to park down the road on discovery i didn't park on the water but 16 and most of them were like these crazy rvs and campers and Mm -hmm. all vintage and old school and you've interviewed probably a quarter of them yeah and And it's it's like that's the community it's real and it's not let's take a picture every day to fucking try to get our likes and make them. It's like, this is what I'm doing right now because mm-hmm. it's cheaper to live or I just kind of don't really need an apartment or I don't know what I want in life or I've always wanted to live in a van for a bit. Why do you have to have all these reasons? Mm-hmm. Just do it, you know? Yeah. For me, it's been just a, such a tool. The only impractical thing is driving, man. Uh-huh. Sometimes I'm like, it's my only vehicle. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. The four people I got to transport right now. Yeah. It's a bit of a pain in the ass. Yeah. But aside from that, it's it's so cool in so many ways I didn't think it would be. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's cool. It's one of the criticisms that I get about the Van Life movie is people think that I should have interviewed a different demographic of people. Mm. But I interviewed who wanted to be interviewed. Totally. And I've done a hundred videos now yeah. of predominantly Victoria mm-hmm. and there's way more people than that here living in vans oh big time and it's because they don't want to be on, no you big know, time they don't want to be on youtube they don't want to big time do a video they don't want to be interviewed yeah. it's all sorts of things yeah and i know just, guys living on a boat right now yeah and it's like yeah you could you can do a video mm-hmm. and it'd be probably a lot of people too i think you'd be surprised they are excited about that lifestyle maybe they just don't want to share it publicly yeah like even i talk and i'm like whoa should i be sharing this right but I'm not talking shit. So anything I said was like, it was just an opinion and a thought. Yeah, yeah. You're, yeah. What are you going to, you're going to, in this day and age where you can do and say anything, uh-huh. who's coming for me? Uh-huh. What are you scared of? Yeah. We're just talking, comments. you know, <laughs> that or like, oh, the wrong person heard it. And then, hey, or you said this. Okay. I meant it. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? <laughs> in that moment, I don't yeah. fucking know. Uh-huh. I said it, you know? Yeah. What about, what about all these like public celebrity apologies and like oh, yeah, uh, all this it's bullshit? So, it's so funny, man. It's so funny. Like here, let's dig up something. If oh, that happened dude. to any of us, yeah. it'd be like, you know how many things I'd be apologizing for? And then yeah. what? That's just now. Now not only like, oh, you did the okay thing, but it'll never be the same now. Well, even like language has changed so oh, much, big time. so rapidly big that time. people said things uh, five, ten years ago we, that you yeah. can't say today. We owe, we owe a lot. We owe a lot more apologies to <laughs> <laughs> to a lot of different uh, tribes and cultures. And but uh, you know what though is this: if everybody's done this at some time, then what are you apologizing for? Because everybody's equally guilty. So you're saying sorry on behalf of yourself, but you're saying sorry for something that almost everybody's done. It's okay to say sorry. I just think it's not it's not cool to like judge people for it afterwards yeah. if they've if they've if there was genuine apology and an understanding for like, oh well I wouldn't have said that now and I can mm. see how that was wrong then, so I'm sorry. Right, right. That it should just end there, man. Oh, and yeah, this yeah. is why like you know, I've been with some unforgiving people in romantic relationships. Oh, yeah. In the sense that, like, they were thoughtful and nice and, like, caring. But sometimes, y- like, you really just have to let things go. Mm-hmm. 
and not like deep things not like oh that was a big one can you let that go if you can't just brush off small things as a human it's not going to be a fun ride Mm -hmm. if you're unforgiving people fuck up if you can joke about it and go i'm human too Mm. i slip up too yeah you just upset me or you just let me down or you know i just did something that was shitty i just let you down and did this we're just human. So you have to brush things off and let people be who they are. And so in this fucking like, oh, we scrolled through 20 years of conversation to find this one thing he said. So you shouldn't be the new Batman. It's like, OK, how much time do you have? <laughs> you know, Chris D'Elia has this bit about like you'd be the first in line. Uh, you know, like we get fucking rid of you. You're the first one yeah. we can get rid of. It's just well, so actually, funny, man. Pew, 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 pew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You listen to it. <laughs> oh, dude, I love, get a backpack. Take a fucking hike. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> I was listening to it this morning, man. We're gonna we're gonna get Crystal Lee on this podcast one day. I think so, man. I'm, to- I'm in talks with his people. I bet. Yeah. And my name's Chris, so you can go. Well, we already have a guy who's he's not as tall, and his shoulders aren't as baboom, <laughs> but he can for sure get in there. Not making a documentary about your shoulders. They're not making one about mine. They're doing one about my lats for climbing because they're a bit wider <laughs> than his. What what is it? Are they gonna call it? Um, I'm not too sure. It kind of <laughs> looks like a cobra when you lift the arms uh-huh. up like this. It kind of tapers out, and I'm in green too. It's a bit cobra scary man. When I do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it was cobra man or something, uh-huh. something of that sort. I'm, we're still kind of ruminating on thoughts. Uh huh. <laughs> but um, you'll be the first to know. <laughs> All right. Cool, man. Well, this has been fun. Yeah. I might, I might have to get some sleep. I'm running on, uh, running on low. Yeah, let's wrap up, dude. Where can cool, people brother. find your um, your stuff? You're doing lots of cool stuff on social. I let's d- do it. I don't know if I do a lot of cool... I um, I post sporadically, and um, my Instagram tag is roadside.manor, all one. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been really stoked about even people just messaging me from like the first van video we did. Yeah. And it keeps happening. And that's I'm just awesome. like, that's so cool. Even when some guy messaged me the other day and said, just like, oh, I like totally stole your build <laughs> with nice. like one of these. And I was like, yeah, you did. Nice. That's great. But it's not perfect. Mm-hmm. I should probably um, let him know the things that I might change. But mm-hmm. it's w- funny. What's next for you, man? Before we wrap up. Jeez, dude. Um, if you had to predict the future. I'm excited to take the van uh, in August. Uh, me and my lovely partner are going to go down to... Kelowna and check out interior for the first time. We'll go to Squamish and all that. Oh, okay. I've never been. I've yeah, just stayed on the been island. To Squamish. That's, yeah. that's crazy, man. I've it's never an awesome place. Yeah, I'm excited just to drive through. I'm excited to uh, um, meet the some drive family. into Squamish yeah. is actually really fucking cool. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to get my camera working and make sure I'm actually documenting it. Because there is something to be said about having those moments, too, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. That's, def- that's primarily. <laughs> Predominant, predominantly, yeah. We've uh, I've been messing we, up that word the whole time. We smoked the joint once or twice. That's yeah. uh, predominantly why I shoot videos. Of course. And that's actually what I recommend to people because a lot of people Same. ask me about stuff. Big time. About, oh, should I be doing a vlog? I'm like, yeah. if you want to yeah. remember shit yeah. that happens yeah. every day. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. And if you want to do yeah. it for yourself, then yeah. Well, when people <laughs> tell me like, oh, you do a lot of stories. It's like when I used to be doing cool shit all day, I feel like I would just do stories all the time because mm-hmm. it was things that I wanted to save and just share with the people I loved. Totally. And if there's a bunch of people who are following me for whatever reasons, I don't know what people's reasons are for following anyone, mm-hmm. but if they're in a like, good place and that adds value to their life, what I post, then that's great too. But you do it and then it is kind of archived. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, like you can tell that because you actually use that close friends feature in Instagram. 
where you share it to only a select group of people. Yeah. I've noticed that. You're the only person I've noticed that uses that. Yeah, well, because some stuff is like, hey, this is an insider that no one else really needs to know. Yeah. And then other things is like, check out this bridge I'm on with my friends. Yeah. These are my people. We're going out for a drink. It, you, it's okay to do stuff like that. Yeah. If I need to post my avocado toast, I think someone should be like, hey, dude, you should probably grab a backpack and take a hike because <laughs> you're in Victoria <laughs> and you could go do that. But um, aside from that, I think it's cool to post things that uh, add value to your life. Uh-huh. Maybe it sparks up other people. I know a lot yeah. of my friends post things that make me go, cool, I should get outside and go do this or I should be reading more, yeah. drawing more. Or I should be, you know, working Something on myself. And, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, and it keeps people in touch, but yeah. keeping a close watch on that, you know? Yeah, man, you're doing a good job, I'd say. So, yeah. After all that we've talked about. Yeah, I think <laughs> we, should do, um, we should do, um, just because all the feedback I thought was super cool, just from people who saw my my van and liked what we, we did, mm-hmm. I think we should do one more in about, like, two weeks. Okay. Because I've done a lot of interesting things that are... Uh, I could just talk about right now, but it'd be cool to show. Yeah, definitely. A lot of little mods that went like a long way. Cool. You know? Yeah, it'd be yeah. sweet to do another one. And, you know, only 30,000 people saw that first one. So yeah. we, can, we can get more people to see it. Yeah, maybe I'll do a shirtless and <laughs> we could get... Get your girlfriend in there. Yeah, how maybe. many bums do you think we could get? You could, we, we could get a couple too. Yeah, we we probably should, yeah. Just butts. Well, that sky. way we could boost it to, what are you thinking, like maybe 150? Oh, dude, you think we can hit a mill? Oh, yeah. Well, this is Chris DeLeo be <laughs> The unfollowing? <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> yeah. to, he knew he was starting that and never talked about it again. Yeah. It took off, and that's took what off. I love. Mm-hmm. We're the babies with a cult. Yeah, dude. <laughs> oh, God, dude, it's bad. <laughs> True babies. Dude, All I right. went and saw him. He was just in Victoria no, last man. week. Oh, man, my buddy saw him at the airport when he flew in. Oh, really? Yeah, was he good? <gasps> Dude, so good. It was good? Yeah, actually, his opener was really good, too. I thought he would be. And he did uh, crowd work improv as well, um, or not so much? It not was pretty, really. pretty bitty. At the beginning, yeah, he's he's got it dialed down because he's going to turn it into a Netflix special. Sweet. At the beginning, he was talking about, like, BC Fairies and shit, which oh. was kind of fun. Cool. Oh, dude, I, yeah. I kind of wish I would have went, to be honest. It was good. Yeah. Shoot. Uh, well, he'll be around. He really enjoyed it. I mean, he, he talked about like it. I know, podcast, yeah. Right? Once again, that classic thing when he was talking on the podcast about victoria yeah i wanted to be like what did you think about this yeah 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 like oh, he, he's you kind of go is he gonna keep talking about us yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it's so weird eh? <laughs> it's so funny how we didn't identify with like a little city yeah, oh yeah like, totally yeah 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 like, did you see this or like what yeah yeah it's so funny that's cool man he did he likes canadians though most polite people i loved how yeah. he was genuinely like I would I move leave there, and yeah. I'm recharged. Yeah. You know, I'd be a better person if I was there. I don't know if they could handle me, though. <laughs> That's yeah, we could oh, handle him for sure. These guys are ripping, dude. Yeah, yeah, he's towing that guy over there. Is he towing him? It looks yeah. like it. That's a perfect speed. Yeah, he's towing flying. Him. Okay, guys. Um, yeah, thanks for listening so to us ramble. Roadside.manor. Yeah. Uh, we'll do this again sometime when there's some updates. And uh, check out his original van tour. It's on different media. I'll link it below. And I'll link your uh, Instagram below, and then we'll shoot another one, another van tour. Yeah, do the summer tour. It'll be cool. Yeah. Cool. Awesome, Thanks for having me on. Thanks for listening to us, peeps. Yeah, see you guys. Uh, Yeah, stay tuned for Crystalia. He's going to be on here eventually. (laughs) Bye, babies. Bye. (laughs)